welcome one and all to this week's Red Voices. It's been a bad old eight days, so let's sit down in a circle and talk about our feelings and our emotions after United's defeats to Feyenoord on Thursday and Watford this Sunday afternoon. Rich, I dread to even ask, so I won't. Hi Paul, you alright? Uh, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Under the circumstances. Oh good. Well, Richard, how are you? I'm, I'm joyous. He said uh, unconvincingly. I, I think, I think, knowing you like I do, you might be telling me a bit of a fib. A little one, yeah. A little, maybe, maybe a teeny I'm, tiny one. A slight dose of sarcasm. Mm. I'm honestly not full of anger and rage at this point. All right. Well, let, 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 let's let's you know let's jump into the crevasse and start with you. Uh, what has gone wrong this week? Everything. I think the city game knocked our confidence a lot, and because I, th- I think looking back, we we had three. Our first three games were relatively soft games, and I think we got a, a, an untrue picture of where we where we were. And I think City really gave us a um, you know it was a, it was a heavy knock back down to earth, um, and it. The, the game against Feyenoord was weird because, you know, we made a lot of changes, but we just didn't, we played like we didn't want to be there, which was which was really strange. And you, you could, in isolation, write that one off, as it's the Europa League, lots of changes, a few players hadn't played very much, whatever. But then, obviously, we've seen something today, which was probably even worse. You, you know, we've gone from having this team which wasn't fu- functioning amazingly, but was efficient, to a team which there doesn't seem to be any part of it that's functioning properly at the moment. And whenever you know, whenever whatever point in the season it is, if United are losing three games in a row, then there's something wrong. Hmm. Uh, that's that's pretty well measured from you there, Rich. Congratulations. I'm enjoying this personal growth. Paul, what about you, buddy? Well, I agree with with Rich. Um, obviously, I, I completely agree. Uh, we do look like our confidence is so brittle that and I think that's going to take quite a long time to sort out. Really, uh, Mourinho's also made some mistakes. I, th- I don't think he has a clue what his best team is. Um, which I think he should do by now. And also what I, th- what I really found noticeable today in particular is that, well, obviously we've got a team made up of players bought by four different managers. So there's like the Knights of the Fergie era, then you've got uh, Fellaini and, from Moyes and a load of players from Luvan Gaal and now Mourinho, and it just doesn't look balanced at all, it doesn't look right. Having said all that, I, I, I'm not too frightened just yet. I think that there's, you know, there's a very early days, but it's up to Mourinho now to really restore a bit of confidence in his players and get them playing for him again. No, I'd agree with that completely. The worrying thing is, is that we've seen these types of performances from United the last couple of years. So I think partially because our, we've seen this so often, you know, since Ferguson retired, that our patience for it has worn quite thin. Plus, with it being Mourinho in charge, we automatically expect more. I don't think there's any harm in actually acknowledging that it has been a bad eight days for United. You know, we Kevin and I were pretty measured on the pod last week after the Derby result, which, you know, first half wasn't great, second half much improved, but still probably the right result that we lost. These two performances were probably worse, and there are definitely questions to be answered for sure, because this is nowhere near what United should be striving for at this stage. But, as you said, early days. Anyway, speaking of early days, we kicked off the Europa League, that that, that, that wondrous competition on a Thursday night, with what we were thinking was going to be a relatively routine and straightforward evening in Feyenoord. Paul, it was anything but that. Talk to me. It's just a bit embarrassing, really. I mean, uh, I thought a lot of the players looked like <clears throat> kind of half-arsed, really. And you know, I, I think I wonder whether Mourinho made a mistake, really, in, in making such wholesale changes. Um, I, I understand why he did it. Players need game time and whatnot, but I mean, it, there was just no cohesion whatsoever. It was it was like a team of strangers 
they've just been sort of cobbled together at the last minute and told to go out and, and do their best. And even Marino's substitutions, I thought, were a bit baffling. And then that's the thing with Marino. His game management's always been pretty spot on. I don't know, he doesn't seem to be quite as coherent himself at the moment. It's a big, big job, the United job. And I wonder whether, almost like the England job as well, you know, whether people really, managers really, maybe underestimated it a bit. And even Mourinho might have underestimated it a bit. Um, and obviously, uh, this, the final game was just, it was just abysmal. It was absolutely abysmal. It was, it was like a, a mixture of Moyes and Van Gaal. Oh, that's a wonderful cocktail. <laughs> just, it was grim to watch, it really was. Rich, do you echo those sentiments? I think that the thing that concerned me on Thursday and it, and again today is that I looked at the looked at the team and the way it sets up and the way it tried to play and I couldn't actually work out what we were trying to do. There didn't seem to be a, an obvious system, an obvious goal. We weren't, you know, we weren't playing on the counter attack. We weren't trying to dominate possession. I, d- I don't know what we were trying to do. And ultimately, all we did was defend really deeply. We were essentially just holding, trying to hold Feyenoord at at arm's length and just kind of palm them off for you know for 90 minutes and we you know we had a couple of chances but nothing particularly special and you had that you had that point in the first half where Rashford Rashford the 18 year old striker was actually imploring the rest of his teammates to move further up the pitch I mean you know to this on Twitter during the evening you were talking about why United just sat back so deep I mean I'm guessing the only logical explanation for that is that Mourinho was just purely spooked by how loose and slack we were in that first half when he was trying to protect us against getting you know, too much pressure. But the problem with that was that just left us completely toothless going forward. We created next to nothing in that game. But even in the first half, we you know we we, we sat very very deep, and you know, final had far more of the ball. And that final team's made up of you know they've got a couple of quite uh, promising youngsters. But it's generally speaking, that team's made up of journeyman pros who've you know not particularly made it in in bigger leagues. Um, you know, the best the best player on the pitch I thought was. Um, Al Hamadi in the centre centre of midfield, who spent two years at Villa, and that, that happened to be a time when I was I was in Birmingham and saw Villa quite a lot. And he he was absolutely abysmal, abysmal for Villa. He's you know he 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 essentially got bombed out of there as a, as a failure. We should have gone into that game as Manchester United with the quality we had on that pitch and and tried to take a grip of the game from the start and try and try to win it, try to dominate the game. And we didn't. We just let we just let final play at distance and just sort of try to occasionally jab them on the nose. That's, that's mm. what we did against City though as well, isn't it? We, we allowed City to, to dictate the, the tempo. Yeah. We played like the away team and it's just baffling. Why, why buy these players and then set up in that way? It's just b- bizarre. That, that's not a team of stiffs. We didn't pick a team of stiffs. That was, that was, was a really, really good strong. team, yeah. There were, how many disappointing performances were there from players that we were really hoping to see something from? You know, you, I mean, Herrera didn't have a... a Great game. Schneiderlin did all right. Rocco and Damien were really, really oh, not on the races for the most part. Oh, right. I mean, well, I mean, guess we don't really expect too much out of Rocco, but that was a new level oh. of, uh, of breaking expectations, shall we say. Uh, it was so loose. And in particular, you know, Ashley Young and Memphis came on later in the half with that triple substitution, which actually made us look a little bit more dangerous. Rich, it, they, they just all looked like... They barely ever played. I know there was that issue with sort of fluency because a lot of these players haven't played a lot of minutes. I do think there's something to be said from uh, what Mourinho said of not trying to judge his players too harshly because they haven't played a lot. But it was desperately disappointing, wasn't it? I don't think you can you can use not not playing a lot as as an excuse for 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 just being abysmal at the basics of football. 
Um, and <laughs> you know, even in the first half, you could say, okay, they're not perhaps not 100% fit, but in the first half, they should have been, you know, they're fit enough to be alert and on their game. And we couldn't string four, you know, three or four passes together at times. You know, Feyenoord were pressing very, very hard, very high, which every team now knows they can do against us because we can't do, we can't play out of it. And we were just, we were just tossing the ball over, every, you know, every. Every five seconds. I think yeah, you have to. Yeah, I was asking. It makes me ask questions about some of these fringe players. Attitudes. You know, they've not had any minutes. Some of these players, and and you'd, you'd expect them to go out and really try to prove themselves. I don't. know, Maybe they were, and they're just they're just not good enough. But it didn't really look like that to me. You know, they didn't. None of them really had the bit between their teeth. Um. No. None of them looked embarrassed enough by the performance. That you know, you just wouldn't. It would, Players of old wouldn't have stood for that kind of performance, you know? Something I noted today... Players of old, oh, no. Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, something I noted today as well is that when we when we go behind, or you know, we don't look angry. No, absolutely not. They all just look at the floor. You know, the players just look at the floor. Their heads drop immediately. Nobody's angry. Yeah, nobody's angry, nobody's shouting, nobody's screaming, nobody's geeing everybody on. They just look at the floor. I've seen, you know, the last two games has been like that. There was only a very moderately slight bit of, uh, well, lack of luck in the lead up to Feyenoord's goal as well. So that was, uh, Nikolai Jorgensen being offside. You make your own look though, don't you? you? You really do. I mean, the thing was, you could say, all oh, right, that was offside. And you could say maybe Martial got fouled, uh, by, uh, by Hobolas earlier on today. But again, you know, that's one moment over a course of 90 minutes that we didn't really deserve for anything. Yeah, today we lost 3-1. You know, it's not like we, we, we narrowly lost 1-0. We lost 3-1, and yeah. deservedly so. Thanks for reminding me, <laughs> Paul. Yeah, and Tony Vallejo got that <laughs> that late chance on there and then fired it home past De Gea. And then that, that was pretty much all she wrote. You know, De Gea came up towards uh, the goal for the last mm. corner, which was not particularly well delivered. I mean, I can only really remember that one Anthony Martial chance, which was good work by uh, Darmian and Rashford, that was uh, low struck, and I think it was just wide. I can't yeah, remember. But either way, that was pretty much it for the entirety of the game. And for a competition that I understand United aren't going to be prioritising this season, given the amount of players that had a point to prove and given the fact that we wanted to see some kind of response after the derby, that was pretty deflating. But not quite as deflating as his afternoon was. Richard, on your personal scale, how bad was that? Well, out of one to ten, that was it was certainly it was certainly LVG bad. Um, possibly Ooh. even more than LVG bad. So you reckon? You know, we're pushing towards nine out of nine. I reckon that was nine out of ten bad today. Wow. Okay. Well, give, give me show me your working in terms of it being LVG bad then. Well, apart from the fact that we we came out in the first half and. Again, just didn't turn up. You know, Watford could have been two or three goals up before we even got started in the game. You know, we we're absolutely hopeless. There was, there didn't seem to be a game plan. There was no intensity to to our play. We were dodgy defensively. You know, th- today it was a, was a, a day when absolutely no area of the team functioned as it should have functioned. There was nothing. There were no redeeming qualities to that game apart from the fact that Rashford got another goal, and even that essentially came from a, you know, a bit of luck in the box. It wasn't. Beautifully crafted goal. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the the particular issues of the team from from front to back. But again, I I couldn't see what the game plan was today. Um, it, just nothing we did made any sense to me today. I just think these slow these slow starts or these not sort of non-existent first half performances are becoming something of a trend now. I know it's only three games, but it's a bit of a trend now, isn't it? Three games in a row, we just don't don't come out for the first half. You wonder what 
you wonder what the players, what we're doing during training, the, what Mourinho's um, saying before the matches. We should be better than this. It's just we should be better than this. There's no excuse for this. And it, it's really it's an odd one. I, I just feel completely baffled by the whole thing. Mm, it, it, it's difficult to really argue against what for winning that game today, really, yeah. isn't it? I mean, there was that one period in the uh, in the the second half where I felt like we were getting on top of the game a little bit. You know, we got the equaliser and then that second goal just killed it. But yeah, going back to that first half, for that first 20, 25 minutes, we just, we looked so far off the pace. We didn't necessarily know what was going on at times. You know, there was that wonderful moment from Watford's perspective where Chris Smalling has either not gotten a shout from De Gea or has just not realised what was going on and basically made De Gea spill the ball right in front of Igalo. And thank God he missed it. Because the goal was absolutely gaping at that stage. And then there was uh, Troy Deeney's header that they did well to, to punch away or slap away uh, from uh, Jan Matt's cross. But yeah, I mean, we, we came into the game a little bit more. There was uh, that flash across goal by Rashford that Ibrahimovic couldn't quite keep on target on the, the far left-hand side. A couple of other bits and bobs there, but the goal now. Uh, it's been a rather contentious challenge, that, Rich. What did you make of it on Martial? I think it was a foul. I don't, I don't think Martial knew what date was anyway after the... Uh... The clash of heads previously, but I definitely think it was a foul. But again, as with the as with the Feyenoord game, we we conceded the we conceded the same goal three times in in two games. It was a, exactly the same thing, and you wonder even if even if that's a foul, who who is tracking um, Kapui coming into to, to the edge of the box? Just the same as who was tracking um, Fulhena for Feyenoord, and who was tra- tracking. I've forgotten his name, the guy who scored Watford's second goal today. And it was the same mistake again. You know, we we were unjust. It was unjust in terms of the decision. But once that decision had gone against us, where was the where was the defensive organisation to stop that goal that we've now conceded three times? No, it was Zuniga for the second goal today. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a foul. But, again, it was a stupid goal to concede because we weren't... There was nobody, nobody marshalling the top of the box and watching for the midfield runners. That's true. Paul, what was the most alarming aspect of today? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I hate to say it, but um, Wayne Rooney, I have to say it. And it's not, it's not an agenda. I don't understand why this guy keeps getting picked. Nothing came off for him today and has a detrimental effect on his teammates. I, it feels like I almost don't want to talk about Wayne Rooney anymore. Because it's such a tired subject now, but um, he's gone. I just don't think he's—he's he's never going to be the player he was or anything like it. And the number of passes that went astray, the number of first touches that he miscontrolled, the number of terrible corners and free kicks—it's just—it's it, painful to watch. You've really got to be careful with Rooney Chat these days because the issue with discussing it isn't so much that the actual you know the feelings aren't backed up by what we're seeing on the pitch is that people get quite protective over it. And also there are people who might have some form of inkling and feeling that Rooney shouldn't be in the side, but they're kind of done hearing about that yeah. conversation. So you kind of have to approach it in a new way, which is what we were talking about before we started recording. And there's a very simple way of approaching that situation now. The way that United is set up at the minute, where Rooney has to be part of the side and he has to necessarily be behind Ibrahimovic, because as Mourinho said himself, he doesn't want to play him at six or eight, even though that definitely happened at some point today. That is not helping a man that we spent £89 million on at the moment. And I realise that there might be a bit of hesitancy at this stage because Pogba has just come in and Mourinho is still trying to figure out the best formation and the best lineup. But at this stage, considering how bad things have been in the last week, 
And I know that United weren't necessarily great without Rooney in the side playing something similar to a 4-3-3 in Holland on Thursday. I now think we're at the point with Rooney where we need to start really considering building a team around Pogba. And if he's not a part of that, then United have just got to start moving on from it. It wasn't just Rooney's fault, that the performance today, at all. There were, there were poor performances all over the pitch. That's true. Very true. And I guess he just st- stands out, really, doesn't he? Because he's the captain and you know it's been going on for so long now. I think there are so many sub-issues with this well, though, and it's not just Rooney. I think there's the, the issue with playing Rooney and Ibrahimovic. If you're going to play Rooney at 10 and have Ibrahimovic, it doesn't work. There's not enough mobility there. You know, Ibrahimovic was, he was caught out for pace so many times today. And if you've got the same issue with Rooney, if you haven't got wingers that are really flying, that, that, that partnership just doesn't work. And then the knock-on further down is that you're, you're playing a midfield two behind them of, of Fellaini and Pogba, in which you're you're essentially negating Pogba's best assets, and you're forcing Fellaini into a into a role that I don't think he's appropriate for, and and that's not his fault. And I don't think he had a terrible game today. It's not about what he does when he gets into a challenge or what he does with the ball when he wins it. It's where where he is and where he isn't a lot of the time, and we're so easy to bypass through the midfield. And it just all has these these knock-on effects. These, these relationships between players in the team aren't functioning as they should. And going back to what what you said, you and why would you pay eighty nine million pounds for a footballer and then not build the entire bloody side around him instead of forcing a formation out so that you can play another player who is isn't as good as he once was, who we say you know, at, to the detriment of everybody else. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and I no. just can't... I mean, the one thing you can say about the current situation at the minute is that Mourinho has to be brave enough to make that call. Because if we're going to talk about it in absolute terms and look at where United are right now, currently six points off City, who have an absolutely blinding start to the season. You know, Guardiola's got City absolutely purring and they are waltzing through games at the moment. And United, I know, are struggling. I'm not expecting us to be fluent and fantastic quite so quickly as that because there are many issues to sort out. And I'm sure there's far more things that we don't know because we're simply not at the training ground that Mourinho's got to work on because there is definitely a feeling at the minute of a hangover from the Van Gaal era. And that's understandable. But he has to get United playing again soon. You know, we don't want to fall out of the title race this early on. You know, we're not even out of September yet. I mean, I'm not suggesting that, you know... a, a five, six, seven, eight point gap is completely insurmountable this early in the season. But we can't let City just steamroll away. I don't think City I don't think City are gonna have have anything any relation to us in this league this season at all. I think we've got different problems. You know, they are so far ahead of us that I don't think we're going to be up challenging at the top of the top of the league this season. Now would you have said that before this round of fixtures, before this last week after the before the international break, Rich? I would have said that I didn't think we were quite on that level. Um, I'd expected us to sort of knock around the top three. Whether we were ready to win the title, I wasn't really sure on that. Um, I mean, hmm. you know, I'm, I'm loath to make comparisons with Guardiola, and I know it makes a lot of people very cross, but there is a very big difference between the way he approached he's approached City and and Mourinho's approached United. So the first thing Guardiola did was come in and freeze out two pretty legendary players, but ageing players who aren't as good as they once were. And he got them out of the club. And he's got he's got his players playing in his system. And it's all about the system and how the players fit into it. 
whereas Mourinho's come in and he's bought and and inherited these big characters and he just seems to be sticking the team out in a formation and just hoping that one of these players does something special. There's no there doesn't seem to be a defined system that we're trying to, to learn or to implement. Whereas Guardiola seems to be a lot more focused and he seems to know what he seemed to know what he wanted immediately and he seemed to uh wasn't shy to, to get rid of players who he thought might not fit into that into that um framework. And and it surprises me because Mourinho, you know, Mourinho has been almost defined by his willingness to take take big players on and and you know to ups, upset the apple cart and, and really mix things up. But it seems like, and I think again, it's a theory. I, I've got no evidence for it whatsoever. But it is, it's almost like Mourinho's come into United and he's aware that the club don't want him to behave as he's behaved in the past. He seems he seems very meek, doesn't he? He does, and he seems to have lost that intensity that he that he's always had in the past. And I just wonder whether, in trying to temper his own sort of natural characteristics, he's actually he, he's not he's not passing the, his normal intensity to the team, and the team seems to be playing in you know sort of mirror image of, of the way he's presenting himself. You know, he's been quite meek, and they're meek. And there's there's also that that concern, or certainly I've got that concern. I think most United fans have of what happened at Chelsea last season because they obviously they they had a terrible start to the season and never recovered. We've had a, a decent start to the season now. We're, now we're having a terrible run. He really needs to sort this out like soon because that would be advantageous. It doesn't yeah. take it doesn't take much for for teams you know for players to just think not to her and a manager, but just to think oh, this guy's not the right guy. You know, he needs to he needs to find a way to bring the players back round to get them. I think a lot of it, like we said at the beginning, is, is confidence. I don't know how he's going to do it. And I guess the only way to really improve confidence is by winning games. But uh, there's a concern for me that, that this, you know, can end up in free fall if, if we're not very, very careful. Yeah. I mean, the one thing you can say if we're looking at positives is that these three games have been... All right, we lost them. We probably deserve to lose them. But in terms of the scoreline, very, very close. You know, lost by... Uh, well, actually, to be fair, Watford, two goals. But still, you can look at several moments in each game and say, well, if that had gone a little bit better, then we're looking at a better result, potentially. You know, you look at you know, the Claudio Bravo foul on Rooney last weekend. You're looking at Martial's chance. You're looking at not getting the offside goal for that Bayernord goal. And then today, you know, uh, Ibrahimovic with a couple of headers. And, you know, maybe we're looking at a different scoreline. So it's not like we're getting blown out of the water in the scoreline, even if we are definitely getting outplayed in certain ways. So at least there's that to take out of the equation, Paul, perhaps? I mean, I'm scratching around for positives here. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, like, all doom and gloom yet um, at all. I mean, it's, it's such early days. And it's still a very new team, you know. <clears throat> Marino's still sort of trying to figure out his his best team, his best formation. So I don't think it is all doom and gloom. But yeah, it's not great. It's really not great. And I think it, it's almost not helped that we had such an electric start. We looked so good and then we had that last-minute goal against Hull and it all felt very united, didn't it? You know, and mm. suddenly you're thinking, oh yeah, this is this is much more like it. And then uh, I just think that 35-minute that spell in the first half against City has just shattered the players' confidence mm. completely. I think it almost, it's like they've, they've thought, they've, Thought right. Well, these are our big rivals, and they're torn us apart, and they've not quite recovered from that yet. Now, well, you got you got a point there. I mean, you look at what happened to United today when Zuniga got that goal. You know, the defence switched off for that one moment. And to be quite frank, whilst Watford did deserve that result, they were barely in that second half mm. at all until that second goal went in. 
You know, I'm not saying we were running the show and we were hammering on the door, but we were certainly asking them more questions. And then, you know, no one picks up Zuniga. Uh, Fellaini and Bailey both go towards the player and then he's got a clear, clear shot and 2-1 and that's pretty much all she wrote. We, we barely troubled them again for the rest of that game. So I think you spot on there. I think that there's, there's definitely an issue of confidence there because once things do go badly, we don't necessarily seem to have enough self-belief at the moment that we can turn it around, and especially as it proved today. Yeah, we, we saw that, of course, under David Moyes and Lou Van Gaal, didn't we? That was a hallmark of, of those wonderful years. Richard, I can see you're dying to say something. What have you got? <laughs> no, I, I was going to say that, um, and I think it's, it's something that contributed to Liverpool's wretched demise, is that losing or failing can become habitual, and I don't see that absolute devastation that in 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 their eyes when we lose it's almost as as we would have done 10 years ago or however long and it's almost like oh you know we've sod it we've lost again and it, it can almost become ingrained and and that's one of the things we hope Mourinho would change or we hope Mourinho will change and it's getting back to that culture of not accepting defeat not taking defeat graciously you know really fighting back whereas at the moment what we're seeing is we we, we lost the city and you'd hope there'd be a reaction in the next game, whether that's mm. the Europa League game or today. And we got exactly the opposite. You know, we got worse. And, you know, Fergie's best teams were always made up of really strong, strong-willed, strong characters. And if they lost the game, it made them angry. You know, it, it, it made them put, drive themselves more to, to put that right. And I just don't see that at the moment. You want to, One of the disturbing things about the last two games is there just doesn't seem to be the fight there. That we've seen. No, in the past. I mean, I think the big thing is, you know, we look at captains in terms of leaders and everything on the pitch. There is still this lack of leadership and this presence that's going to g the team up and you know start shouting at them and trying to you know get their heads straight. That is still lacking at the club, and I think that especially because you're seeing the likes of you know Liverpool starting to go through the gears and they've looked pretty impressive for the season. You know, Chelsea might have lost against them on Friday, but they're looking better. City looking great. Spurs looking good. Arsenal have come in with that mini wobble and are starting to fire the goals in Everton as well. Look good too. Exactly, yeah. You know, there's enough teams at the moment who have started solidly enough to suggest that this is going to be another very, very, very tough Premier even League season. Even less teams have found the form again, don't they? There are a lot of yeah. teams. It's not, it's not going to be easy even to make top four this season. Yeah, I mean, that, that sort of puts mm. the pressure on Mourinho United to get their shit together in an even quicker fashion, doesn't it? And that third goal did not help matters, Paul. Talk to me about the penalty. Oh, it was a definite penalty. It was just a bit of a catalogue of errors, really, wasn't it? Just poor defending again, lack of concentration, and then a stupid little trick by Fellaini. I just felt that right towards the end, after the second goal went in, I just, it looked like the team just sort of lost their heads a little bit. And not in a, like an angry way, like Rich was saying, just in a kind of... A kind of pathetic, childish way. <laughs> it looked like they fizzled yeah. out. They kind of jacked it in. Yeah, totally. jacked it in, didn't they? And it was pathetic and it was embarrassing to watch. I just think, I don't know if Fellaini, deli- Fellaini deliberately tripped him up, but it was just a stupid, you know, thoughtless act, careless act, and it's no more than, than what they deserved, really, I, I felt, over the course of the match. But yeah, definite penalty, and it was bloody emphatic as well, the way he, he scored it, so fair play to him. Okay, so... Before we, you know, lose ourselves in this maudlin evening, let's let's try and look at things that we can work on for the upcoming weeks. I mean, Wednesday night is the the EFL uh, Cup third round, is it? Yeah. Tie with yeah, Northampton round, yeah. Town. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that should be interesting enough. I mean, I'm assuming that's going to be one for the reserve slash squad players. So, I mean, good grief. I'm not even going to consider what happened if we go out of that as well. But still, and there's what's uh, the visit of the reigning Premier League champions Leicester on Saturday at Old Trafford at lunchtime. So yeah, games coming thick and fast at the moment. Rich, what one thing would you like to see United work on most between now and the next couple of games? Playing a different formation. Okay, give me a formation. Tell me who you'd pick. I think if you're going to prioritise, are we talking for this particular game or just in, over the course of the week and the, the Leicester game? Just as well? say let's 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 go for our you know our our best formation and best lineup at the moment as we see it. What do you reckon? I think that what we're doing now isn't working, um, and we've got to we've got to do something that, that gets the best out of Pogba, and I think that has to be a four three three. I can't see. I, I thought Schneidlin was probably the, the one player, so maybe maybe Bailey as well, who came out of the Feyenoord game with any credit at all. I'd like to, to see him play, it, perhaps with Herrera and 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 Pogba in a three, um, you know, with Ibrahimovic up front and two. You know, I think we need to play Martial back into form if if we can, and just try something different because at the moment it's not working. It's not working. It's not going to work. We look like we've we've jacked it in in this formation. We need. I think he just needs to change things up a bit. Paul, what about you? What would you like to see in the next week? Um, just a bit of fight, really. Um, I, mean, I agree with Rich. I think four three three is the way forward, and I, and I do think that Schneiderlin deserves another chance because although he didn't pull up any trees last season, um, his first season at the club under Lou Van Gaal, it was a pretty, pretty dark atmosphere around the place last season, wasn't there, for a lot of it. And I thought, yeah, he was all right. You know, he, I think out of all of our midfielders, he's the, he's the one that gives the defence the most protection. So I'd like to give, see him give it another chance. But yeah, just just a bit more fight, really. And, and a bit more um, fight from Mourinho. A bit more decisiveness from Mourinho. Because he's changing t- tactics and formations like it, during the game. And it's, it kind of feels like he's just sort of pulling, you know, different cards out, trying different things with no real forethought. So yeah, a bit more fight and coherence, basically. That'd be good. I would like to see us be better at corners. Oh, oh. yeah. That was so, so bad so today. Oh, good grief. I mean, what was that corner routine? Curl it out until the, what, the edge of the penalty area and hope someone's There's over a, there. But there never no one was yeah. anywhere near any of it. Hit it into the, into the part of the pitch that's got the least players. No one. Yeah. Oh, good grief! That was absolutely terrible. Um, we we will try our best not to to get too down on ourselves, but it has been a rather rough eight days. And as I said, coming so hot on the heels of what we saw last season, so consistently under Van Hal, it just is very easy to slip into that negative state of mind. Not only because we just expect more from United now, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I think that you know we've had reduced expectations for a good couple of seasons now, and I don't think it's wrong given who we now have in charge and the players that we bought to expect a little bit more. You know, I don't think that we've been that demanding so far this season as United fans. It's just one of those situations where you can see so, several obvious issues in the side at the moment and you just want things to be a bit different. And they're just not. And it's all right to be a bit dissatisfied with that. Rich, would you agree? Yeah, I think I think it's 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 the fair thing to do to judge Mourinho by the same standards that we've judged LVG by and, and Moyes and you know, he's he's not beyond criticism. We, you know, it'd be ridiculously unreasonable to start talking about the the idea of him losing his job or anything. But 
but constructive criticism is fine and fans are searching for ways that the team can be better just the same as the manager is and, and no manager's perfect and he, he has he has made some mistakes and you know we hope that he will he will work out you know where he's gone wrong and and, and put it right and it's Mourinho we, he's got as good a chance of doing that as any but uh, you know at the moment it's not working and I don't think it's unreasonable to say so well, Paul, you'll be back at Old Trafford next Saturday lunchtime for the visit of Leicester City. How do you see that going? Uh, well, I mean, like I said before, Leicester, they've sort of found their form again after a pretty ropey start to the season. Yeah, it's quite handy that they played Club Bruges in the midweek, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, and, and in a way that you sort of think to yourself, could we not have done that against Feyenoord? Um, used a game against kind of a, a, a small European club to, to pick ourselves up after the City defeat, but anyway... But they're looking pretty good now, Leicester, scoring goals. It'll be a tough game, especially given how brittle our confidence is at the moment. Then again, if we win it, United are back, aren't they? You know, and, and Old Trafford, everyone leaves Old Trafford feeling pretty happy about themselves again. It really could go either way. It really could. I just want us to play Paul Pogba, get the best at Paul Pogba, and for him to impose himself on the game a bit, you know? Because mm. so far, since the Southampton game, probably he's not really managed to do that. I think we're struggling to get the best out of him, and I think that the longer this carries on, the more, not necessarily damage, but it's not necessarily going to do him any good to not be playing him in what is a more ideal situation. I don't think that, you know, you can't say that we're getting anywhere near the best out of him. You know, he can absolutely do better than this, and I've got no doubt that he is going to succeed, you know, at United in the long term. But this is now becoming an issue where we're not helping our star asset. And it's just, it, it needs to be addressed at some point to the point where we can actually give Pogba the best platform which succeed. Funnily enough, I'm actually still excited about going to Old Trafford again still. Whereas I wasn't at all last season under Lou Van Gaal. So it's not like, it's not, it's not reached that level whatsoever yet. I really hope not. We've only had no, two games at Old Trafford so, so far. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying now. But so, you know, it is, it is such early days. Yeah, I guess it's the other thing about that as well is because we have so many games and they all stack up on top of each other so quickly, it's very easy to get into a funk. You know, three games in eight days and then we're playing again on Wednesday and again on Saturday and again on Thursday. It it stacks up very quickly. So I guess, you know, it, it can be quite easy to to fall into a bit of a rut with that sort of feeling. Rich, are you looking forward to Leicester at all? Yeah, I I think we have actually got a chance to... We've got four games now which are all quite winnable. We've got the Northampton game, Leicester... Um, Luhansk at home and then Stoke at home who are having an absolutely wretched time obviously they've come before back-to-back visits to Stamford Bridge and Anfield but we've got a chance there to get a bit of momentum back again and to get get a bit of feel-good back into into the team I still I still think we can do some damage at Old Trafford um, I trust us I still trust us at home far more than I trust us away you, you know we definitely do generally create a lot more under Van Hal than we uh, sorry at Tante Van Hal under Mourinho than, than we did under Van Hal you know there, there is a lot True. more interest. we had 18 shots today well yeah there's a lot more interest in the games you know the, the the big objection to Van Hal was that we were all just bored senseless and I don't think we can say that about Mourinho so there's definitely a lot more to be positive about and look forward to than there was last season good stuff lads let's move on to Twitter questions Paul Zombie Plague asks three in a row who is to blame Who's to blame? Global um, warming? <laughs> well, a mixture of... Certainly Jose Mourinho's got to take a, a, a pretty large portion of the blame. I think he's got he's made a few mistakes, I think. Um, but the players haven't exactly covered themselves in glory either. No. 
Keith Mason asks, will Jose's urge to fit in Rooney cost him his job if he's not careful? I mean, I'm glad we're not going down a reactionary route this evening, guys. I appreciate <laughs> that. Rich? I, I think that given the given the amount of professional pride and um, and respect that the, the Woodward has on the line with Mourinho, I think it would take something absolutely apocalyptic for for, for Mourinho to get the sack. I can't even remember what the question was. <laughs> no, that's fine. I think that answers it up quite nicely. Uh, James, uh, written off underscore MUSC, asks, uh, anyone want to join me and take up knitting? Wait, a bit. Not just yet. I was going to say did that last oh, season. Fair point. I'm up for it. Well, that's I'm so last James. season. Share some embroidery, buddy. <laughs> Coyle at Kieran Coyle asks, at what point do we stop blaming the managers and start looking at the club? The root cause has to be something else. What do you reckon, Paul? Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that there are so many reasons for all of this. Um, and it, you know, it's a myriad of reasons from from the last three years, and definitely since, since you know before that. I mean, that that we, you could literally talk for hours just about on, to answering that question. So I mean, yeah, the club has certainly got to take some portion of the blame, but you also have to look the here and now and what's sure. happening on the pitch. Rich Colin Bowman asks, "Do you ever see the day when a potato isn't in the number ten position?" Only in my dreams. Andy Nable's got a great question. If given the choice of a good taco or a good curry, which do you choose to smush in Michael Oliver's face? I'll probably go for the taco. I think that'll probably be a bit more devastating. You know, smaller surface area, keep it nice and contained. Think. Well, I mean, not not that I've got, you know, experience of, you know, taking, you know, uh, right, foreign okay. foods and smushing them into other people's faces, of course. Anyway, Vikash Patel, because he missed out on the questions last week, has got three for us. Is the last week a reality check? What do you reckon, Rich? Yes. A very big one. Okay, Paul, is Rooney the problem? He's one of the problems. He's one of the big problems. Rich, what style of play is Jose trying to implement? I have no clue, and that's the problem. I don't think he has a clue either. That's, I don't that's think he does. a bigger no. problem. Yeah. Ben Smith asks, Rooney is Rooney. We all know the score. Discuss formation and what we should try and so what we should try to do to take his positive step forward. Now, one thing that we haven't touched on tonight was one thing that Mourinho mentioned in particular after the derby, which was he described Herrera's second half performance as phenomenal. Didn't get on the pitch today. Do you reckon there's a way for him in a potential four-three-three formation to really sort of cement a place in the side? Uh, I, I'd like to see, like I said before, Schneiderlin as a sort of defensive holding midfielder, and I, I think Pogba and Herrera could be pretty decent next to each other. You know, sort of one bombs on and one sits back a little bit more, and so forth. You know, he's so inconsistent, isn't he, Herrera? That's the thing. Like, I really like him. He can be quite tenacious. He's, he's certainly very, you know, skillful. He's got a good eye for a pass, but and now and then he'll just stink the place out. With, terrible performance or just non-existent so he's a bit of a conundrum for me Herrera there's a good one from Luke Mallier Rich uh, what do we make of Mourinho's man management so far throwing Mkhitaryan and the guard under the bus yet stuck with Rooney I I mean I know there'd be quite a lot of um, Chelsea fans on on social media commenting over his handling of various players and talking about how he, at various points he sucked the confidence out of individuals um, I I find the the, the the fact that the entire world won't talk about Rooney is very odd. Um, you know, you he never gets criticism on TV. You know, the the only people who seem to be able to see it are the fans. I don't really know what Mourinho is doing at the moment. I don't know what I don't see an angle that he's trying to work. He's he seems just quite inconsistent, and I don't really don't really get what he's doing. Paul, another Rooney question for you: Is it now totally plausible that he has a playing time clause in his contract? The only explanation, and that is from Cole Robinson. Uh, no, I don't think he. Ha- I don't think he-, he can't do. Can he? Surely, I mean, surely. 
Does anyone does anyone legitimately think that that could be a thing? Surely not. I, I mean, good grief! I hope <laughs> yeah. not. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, we're talking Edward Wood of what the three and a half years ago. So Lord knows. Him, yeah, him and Moyes. I mean, I can yeah. imagine a situation where Moyes went, yeah, this is fine because I'm going to be here for the next four yeah. seasons, so it's all right. But, oh, good grief, I hope not. I mean, realistically, no. But, yeah, the, the reasons for him staying in the side at the moment have surely got to be a lot more political and a lot, you know, less cut and dry than we can possibly know slash see yeah. because of, you know, that's just being fans and not actually being part of the club. Anyway, Rich, uh, the exile asks, uh, where has the early game pace gone? This is LVG slow. It's been LVG slow magnified, hasn't it? Um, I don't know. I think it comes back to to this thing about where Mourinho seems to have lost his intensity, and I think it's just rubbing off on the team, and we're just not not coming out of the blocks at all, are we? You know, today was the worst example of that. We we just got bullied for the first thirty five minutes, completely bullied out out of the game, and I suppose against against, against City as well. We as well as they played, we were losing fifty fifty tackles to. David Silva. It just seems like everyone's, everyone's playing in slow motion. Against Feyenoord, Feyenoord as well were really aggressive, weren't they? Mm. And, and we, we, we just looked yeah. like we didn't want to be there after a while. Lasser Hart Vixen asks, can you please spare a few quid for the make full screen stream happen on United Rankcast's football management streams? Um, I mean, define a few quid. <laughs> I mean, not that we don't love Paul or anything, of course. Uh, Rich, Pog Smash at Heart Sheet Passy asks, is it beginning to feel like getting Sir Alex out of retirement is the only option for us to get back to a high level? <laughs> I, I think that would be a terrible idea. Heart Sheet, I think you've gone a little bit off the deep end there, yeah. mate. Not, not that he doesn't look disgusted sitting there watching. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He looked absolutely disgusted at the, 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 uh, during the derby. Yeah. Um, he just looks angry. Um, which is fair enough because we all are as well. But but no, I don't think that'd be a very good idea. What, what do you think? There's any way we could you know pop him on the bench for a little while when things go wrong? Just have him stood there on the side barking angry things in Scottish because that seemed to work for a long time. Mm. Spit at people. That'd be good. Going to round off with a question from our good friend Phil at Philmatic, who asks: Do you ever find that you just totally can't be asked to do a podcast after a game like that? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love all of you, and we absolutely, you know, we're absolutely uh, indebted to you for listening. So we, we can never say that a hundred percent because we do enjoy doing this for you. It can be cathartic as well, can't it? Just yeah. like get it out of your system a little bit. It absolutely can be. I mean, that, that, you've hit the nail on the head there, Paul. It is actually good to get it out of your system because you know when we have a, a, a chat about these things and we can approach it in a slightly, you know, in a silly, silly manner. That that always helps. You know, as you said, quite cathartic. But yes, uh, on a, an evening like tonight, when United have already been exceptionally draining to watch, it can be a little bit difficult. But not that we'd ever, you know, we're not going to stop. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right, that's all we've got time for. Rich, Paul, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Always appreciated. Thanks, Ewan. Don't forget, you can always go on to our blog, uh, redvoicesmuse.wordpress.com. That's updated with latest information on new episodes and our writing. Anything else we're doing on there, you can find. You can get Rich at RichardCan76. You can get Paul at PaulGunning1. You can get me at Ewan Lennett. And you can get our account at redvoicesmufc. Let's hope for a uh, much better week. And we'll be back with you guys after the Leicester game. Enjoy your own week. Lots of love and good night. Good night.